You're listening to the number one podcast for nonprofit leaders, getting your nonprofit fully funded. This is the Fundraising Masterminds Podcast. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Fundraising Masterminds. My name is Jason Galasinski, and with me, my co-host, Jim Dempsey. Hey, Jason. And we are so excited for you guys to be here, because today, we're going to be taking some questions. Yeah, we'll do this from time to time, and Mm -hmm. we've got uh, some questions that are in the queue, and we've also got some people are calling in, so uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so but before we get into the questions, uh, if you wouldn't mind just taking some time to subscribe on YouTube, you can also look us up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yep. Um, and if you have a question of your own, feel free to write that in the comments because we would love to hear from you. Our first question actually just came in on a phone call and we've got Heather on the line. Hi, Heather. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jim. Hi, Heather. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're freezing here in Minnesota. We're ready for spring. <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. So yeah, it's uh, oh golly, we're uh, recording from Orlando, Florida. So we're having oh. just about the opposite yeah. uh, oh. temperature from you. Well, thanks for taking my call and helping me with my question here. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your nonprofit and just give us some context here on on your question. Yeah. So um, our school is a Vail Academy in Minneapolis. We have three campuses two K through eight elementary schools, um, and then one high school. And our campus that I'm working from currently is about 20 miles away from our other two campuses. And um, uh, just recently, our principal, who's been serving for 33 years at the school, announced his retirement. Um, And it's really a big deal. Um, He's just been such an icon to our school and really helped develop the school really well. Um, so we are going to do an open house party, uh, retirement party here in the spring. And we are inviting about 2000 people, which is a lot, but this includes like former parents, alumni, uh, donors from the past and current donors, also some current families to this open house. Mm-hmm. And as the development director, I am excited about this possibility of bringing all these people in that have been connected with our school and our mission from the past and just wanting to know, is there a way to tactfully link this event um, to some kind of fundraising um, somehow to support our school? We would love to do something personal for him uh, as a small gift of of appreciation, but also I'm seeing it as a school. Could we do something in honor of him? Uh, We've even Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, adding a gym or adding something Mm -hmm. big, big onto our school um, in memory of him. But how do I capture this um, exciting um, event and not take away from the personal, you know, um, yeah, just the, the personal relationship and, um, yeah, just his retirement, I guess I should say just. I don't want to take away from it being about him and switching it over to fundraising. So how can I do that effectively? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heather, give, me, give us a, a little reading on what your budget is currently. And um, uh, I, I'd be interested to know the balance between um, your your tuition, uh, how much comes in through your tuition. I don't mean necessarily exact dollars on that, but yeah. uh, but the difference between that and, and um, separate contributions that come from parents and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we um, our overall budget is around seven million, okay. and we bring in with just tuition alone about four and a half million. Okay, got it. So you bring in then uh, uh, almost three million then in outside contributions and things in addition to the tuition. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 
Yeah, that sounds great. Well, first of all, I want to I want to applaud you for thinking about how can we maximize that. Um, there, there's a term that we use uh, called development eyes, and and that is the ability to look out at opportunities that exist out there. And and you are you have development eyes. You're looking at at the opportunities in a situation, and mm-hmm. and not you know not necessarily to take advantage, but to see the opportunity exists there. And I, I think that's extremely wise to do that because you you know you've got this opportunity where potentially you are pulling in individuals who have been greatly impacted by the school and greatly impacted um, by this individual so mm-hmm. uh, I mean <laughs> uh, it's 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 kind of a target rich environment for um, you know lack of a of a better term in that in that you know you've got people who love you or are interested in you who have been impacted by you what would a better opportunity present uh, this this challenge to to help him leave a legacy through their investments. So from my standpoint, that's that's extremely wise on your part to do that. And I would say definitely head that direction. And um, from my standpoint, I wonder if there isn't a way, and you may have thought about this as well too, but is there something that, some way that we can tie in a, a living legacy for him by you know, naming a scholarship after him and people would, you know, give to that scholarship for, you know, needy students. Is there, you know, maybe an endowment that could be set aside for that, but also the possibility, like you talked about a, you know, gymnasium or whatever that that could be named after him. Um, I don't know if you've thought about any of those kinds of things, but, you know, giving people an opportunity to keep his legacy alive in that sense. He, He hasn't, passed away so you've got at least that's what i understand um, and, uh, and and so it's more at this point you know honoring him but it is you know is still leaving a legacy on that have you all thought about anything like that yeah we have um we have done that in the past like a scholarship fund mm-hmm. where somebody who's um taught at a school for a long time that we made that um in kind of her memory doing a fund mm-hmm. um and we do do a lot throughout the year on pushing scholarship giving mm-hmm. so well, i'm a little bit reluctant to want to just jump on the scholarship fund sure. um, just because we do we really do push that a lot throughout the this, this school year and already our, it's kind of exhausted you've exhausted yeah. that yeah sure no that makes that makes complete sense and what about the thought about maybe naming the gymnasium after him that yeah. kind of thing or whatever i, I think that was kind of my initial thought was mm-hmm. to, to be able to do that. We are really outdated in our, in our building. So we need to do some updates and this would be a great opportunity. The problem also with this is that we have the other campuses. So I, our principal at, at our current campus is the one retiring. So potentially we would be doing any kind of building remodels at, at that campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want the other campuses to feel like they're being left out um, in getting a big addition because they could use an addition too. So right. that's a little bit sticky on trying to figure out how to do this um, equally. And yet it's not totally equal. Um, well, and I think part of her question too is how do you go about practically doing that at an event in an event context? Yeah. Um, Heather, have you guys done a capital campaign at all for your school to, um, to get it going or anything or anything you've participated not, in? Not that I'm aware of. I came into this position about three years ago and I've been here the school for um, about 10. So nothing, not a capital campaign that I am aware of maybe in the past, but nothing recent. Yeah, because typically in a traditional capital campaign, you are, before you head into an event like this, you're getting advanced 
commitments and advanced gifts. So, so the way that I would move towards that, and generally you want to get anywhere between 40 and 60% of advanced commitments before you go into an event like this, so that say you've got 60% of what your total goal is, and then this event would put you over the top in the commitments on that. So first of all, you know, if you wanted to upgrade or build from scratch, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to get a dollar amount for what would be the cost of that because you want to certainly present that at, at the event. Generally, you are looking for an advanced commitment phase. You're looking at about three months lead time minimum uh, to begin challenging people. And it would mean you'd get in front of individuals and do face-to-face presentations with people and on the advanced commitment. So it would be board members, potentially some staff, and certainly your critical few, your 20% that brings in 80% of your dollars. You'd want to get to those people first to make the advanced commitment. So let's just say, you know, it costs $2.5 million. Well, you know, if you could, if you could walk in there with a million dollars of commitments or a million and a half dollars of commitments, so Mm -hmm. that all you need is a million on the back end, then, um, then you could go into the event saying, okay, here's, here's what we wanted to do in honor of our principal. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be two point five million, but I'm excited to report that we've got a million and a half in advance commitments, and we you know we would love for you to be part of putting us over the top in this uh, mm-hmm. in this campaign. Yeah, that's good. Um, unfortunately, we are in a little bit of a time crunch because we are having this party in May, so that might not be an option. Okay, May of 2023. Yes. Yeah. So in a couple a couple months here. So okay. we're <laughs> a little bit of a time crunch. Yes. Right. Right. Do you, have you started thinking at all about what those upgrades would look like? What those upgrades would cost and things? Um, just started. We met with uh, architect last week. Um, yeah. Just really getting just the beginning of research on how much that would cost. So I I don't foresee having an idea on the cost. You know, for another four four weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim, we talk about this a lot on our program that people give to vision, right? They give to mission, vision, and values. Right. And um, I think having that vision defined you right. know, ahead of time is really important. Yeah. Well, um, certainly um, with with anything uh, regarding capital mm-hmm. improvements, uh, Heather, you, as, as Jason was saying, you, you want you really want to sell the sizzle, not the steak. The, the building itself is the steak. You want to sell what's going to happen, what's going to be different, what, right. what's going, you're going to see mm-hmm. uh, impacted, the lives that are impacted as a result of this, this building. So just build, building the building and just potentially putting this person's name on it. Um, that would just be one part of the component, but people really will give to the potential that's out there, and that's right. what you've got. To, that's what you've got to have in this. Um, you know, I, I have done continuing in a, the legacy, right? Like oh saying, yeah, for sure. Going into the event and saying, "Hey, this this president really made a big impact, and we want to continue his legacy for years and years to come." Right. So for the, kind of almost like painting a picture of what would the school look like five years from now if his legacy continued to live out right. you know, through your giving. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so in other words, if you opened it up to the public as an example that, you know, if if, you know, in your area, you know, there was a shortage of you know, basketball courts and you open it up to the public uh, to use at times, you could say, well, this is an opportunity for us to to 
you know, become a beacon, a lighthouse to the community, mm-hmm. so that it's it it will benefit our students, but also you know out in the public as an example of of something that would provide value, something that would be you know would make a, a lasting impact for the kingdom. So those are some of the things that you'd think about as well too. Right. Now I have done um, before. I don't see the same success, but I've done you know reverse campaigns in the sense that you you announce the start of a campaign at your event mm-hmm. and the the challenge that you have with that is that you'll have people in the seats that are part of that 20% that bring in 80% of your dollars that potentially could be greatly under challenged you know if i'm if i'm sitting in front of someone and talking to them about being involved in this right. i might be able to you know get a gift of 50 or 100 150,000 dollars or something from someone yeah. whereas if you present it in the masses that same person may give $10,000 in right. there so you you do run that risk when all this is doing is just putting well, a uh, Would it be a good idea that? to uh, let the twenty percent know ahead of time that well, you're going to be kicking this off? Oh, absolutely, it would. You know. I, I guess the challenge that we have is what Heather was saying is that she she doesn't have much time. In fact, if she if well, if, just a, a mailing or something, a direct mail. Well, um, yeah, I mean, email and, and things. It, actually, it'd be much better if you could target it, to be honest, right. to target it with individual appointments. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting Heather out to, you know, maybe 150 people, you may get to your top 25 people, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, if you had the time. Um, I think what I hear you saying is that it's probably going to take a month before you get you know, any indication on the number. So that's got you into the middle of April. And then, and your event is going to be... Sorry, the beginning of May. Beginning of May, yeah, okay. So that'd give you about uh, about two weeks. Now, you know, you may have some preliminary numbers that they could say, okay, they're not exact, but estimated on, on doing these capital improvements will be this. And so you could go into uh, beginning challenging. Have you done that, Heather, yourself? I mean, is that part of your role and responsibility? Have you gone in and had face-to-face appointments with major donors? Um, not yet. I mean, I'm starting to do that. I have one meeting this week to mm-hmm. start that, but I haven't, I haven't done, I haven't sat down with a major donor yet and, and had a big ask. We've okay. done more campaigns of mailings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy, I hate to use the term baptism by fire, but that, <laughs> that will be, you know, I mean, that, that will be a big step for you and you're going to have to, you know, get, get over that hurdle, but what a tremendous opportunity to do that. And if you've got anyone uh, on your team, uh, you know, senior leadership who is comfortable with making an ask or at least comfortable going in with you, I'd recommend that. I mean, you know, there's yes. strength, strength in numbers as long as it's not overwhelming numbers, mm-hmm. you know, take someone with you. But I think you've got an opportunity to make, you know, make some great appeals to people. Uh, this seems like something, if you've got a beloved individual and, and a great need, you've got, you know, you've got the makings for a really, really great winning situation if you can take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So I guess I have another question with, with that is if we send out invite postcards to these 2000 plus people, mm-hmm. um, we have all the information on there. Um, would it, would it be appropriate to somehow have a link to a personal gift for this principal and also a link to a fund? Um, or is that, should we stay away from having well, that on? I, I, I hate to tongue in cheek say only if you want to get a limited amount of money. Right. Um, in a sense, and what I mean by that, Heather, I, I, I mean that you really want to try and get people there because honestly, the giving will be significantly more. So mm-hmm. I would 
you know, everyone's looking for an excuse not to go to, I mean, none of us need one more event to go to if we don't have to. So when we do the perfect vision dinner strategy, uh, one of the things I never put on our invitations is if you can't make it, here's a way to give because right. it's a great way to not have to go to an event. I, I can I can just give a tip, uh, you know, $10, $25 or something. And so you really mm. want to get people there. So uh, definitely in those invitations, you, you want to do everything you can to get as many people there. You definitely don't want it to be a bait and switch. So you want to put on there that we have an opportunity to share with you uh, a special project we're working on and we're going to be sharing with you how you can invest in that uh, special effort. And so that needs to go out there. There's always an opportunity on the back end, Heather, to the general public and say, sorry, we missed you. We had a great event and this much was committed. Help us get over the top. Mm -hmm. So I would I would do that on the back end versus giving them an excuse to just give you a tip uh, on the uh, on the front end. So I personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Now, this program, you know, from my understanding, it's not it's not really a fundraiser. You know, it's not it's not really a dinner type thing. Right. So um, it's an you know, the open house in right? honor of yeah. Uh, yeah. our principal. So I want to even avoid making that, the event, even an ask during that evening. So yeah, like you said, Jim, it might be something good for a follow-up um, after the event to, to make hmm. the ask. Is that what you think? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I would say for the follow-up, for the people who don't make a commitment, um, I, I don't think this is so bad, Heather. I, I you know, it's it's almost, it's, we don't want to fall in the trap of, of thinking, oh, let's not dirty this event. And I know that you're not saying that at all, and I, I don't mean that way in the sense, but I don't think it's wrong to present at at this to take take advantage of the opportunity to be able to share with them not only you know celebrate the life and the legacy of the person but you, we've got an opportunity we're going to do something to honor him and we would love for you to be involved in that and and to join us in this legacy celebration of of his mm -hmm. life in that so remember uh, fundraising is doing something to someone development is doing something for someone so don't look at this as a fundraising event that that you're going to spring on people but look at it as we're going to be be creating this long-term legacy in honor of this individual mm -hmm. come join us with this and we would love for you to be part of that so yeah. i think it can be presented in a way that's not threatening and that's not you know not offensive at the event what i meant on the back end is that sure you there could be the people who showed up but take advantage of the the opportunity that exists when you've got all those people in one room together because honestly There's the minute they in the room right? oh totally yeah because you're going to lose that the minute they walk out of the door heather so uh you know it's their interest in being involved in something mm -hmm. like that will probably drop 60 to 70 percent just walking out the door well and also just using video uh having a video i mean when we do the perfect vision dinner um heather you're going to learn about this as you go through the course but we're a big component of um the the, the video using video as a presentation of the opportunity um, right ahead of time. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it sounds like you're leaning towards, you know, if you had a choice of getting a bunch of people in a room and pitching a vision and not asking versus getting a bunch of people in the room, pitching a vision and asking, uh, you would, you would go the asking route. But let me ask you a question. How would you ask in the same way 
that we would ask in a in a vision dinner context because um, yeah. you know in the in the vision dinner context, it's like, you know, we do the split appeal, uh, you have giving envelopes, you know, like how far do you take the ask in this context, yeah. especially if yeah. people aren't going into it with the mindset that this is a, they're giving towards something. I mean, you're, yeah. how do you make yeah. it not a, a, a yeah. uh, you well, know, a, a, what am I trying to say? Bait and switch. Yeah. How do you make it not yeah. that yeah. feel? Well, Heather, I, I actually am going to have to turn that one over to you in the sense that I, I need to get a, a feel, a, a reading from you, you know, take your temperature on, um, I sense some real hesitancy about asking at this event. Is is that something that you see yourself maybe being being able to go beyond that, or do you just have? Is that just not an option for you? Yeah, I, I think overall, I just want to be respectful, and I, I've heard that from a couple people in our our committee on planning this is that we need to be respectful of, um, you know, honoring Steve that night and not turning it into a fundraising event and trying to benefit the school directly just from, from his retirement. So I, I really want it to be an honoring evening, yeah. um, you know, having videos, sharing memories, having alumni and the former parents um, to come and share. So I, I feel like I would like to announce something, but I don't want that to be the center of um, the evening. Yeah. What better way to honor someone at an event like that than to build a legacy, wouldn't you say? Well, I, I couldn't agree more, but yeah, it, it seems like. Um, Heather, I, I don't know, I just, you know, it, it, development, I don't know if you've run into this in your years, but you know, I, development can sometimes be looked at as a necessary evil. And, and um, you know, we, we don't want to do it, but we know we have to do it. So let's, let's do it as limited as we possibly can without hurting people's feelings or, or whatever it is. And I personally, I mean, I think it, it really, I think you're missing a great opportunity. Um, and, and I don't mean that, honestly, I don't mean that from a fundraising standpoint, because I think that's where, that's where people probably on the committee are, are, are going They're They're thinking, Oh man, what a, this is a, this is, you know, you're just, you're just trying to use this as a, as a right. advantageous well, Jim, opportunity. You, you worked with Bill Bright in the past, right? Yeah. Was there a similar situation that happened with Campus Crusade, you know, with Bill Bright passing or, or something, a story that you can relate to of something similar to this happening with him? Well, Bill Bright was, and, and quite possibly could even be like your leader, Heather, Bill Bright never wanted uh, to be honored at all. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he, he hated that we had some, you know, busts of him or, you know, his name on anything because right. he, he always wanted to direct people's eyes to, to the Lord. But he always... He always saw that the opportunity existed not to honor him, but to honor the Lord. And so anytime money was brought up or that opportunity was put out there, mm -hmm. he, he took advantage of it not to honor him or honor Campus Crusade or anything that way, but but redirect it towards mm -hmm. honoring the Lord and using this as a, as a legacy. So I just... Um, Heather, I just, I, I think, you know, I think personally, I would say that I think people need to get beyond, you know, the the, the necessary evil or the uh, we don't want to we don't want to dirty this up or muddy this up with that because I think you've you really do have a great opportunity and frankly, um, I, I think you're going to miss a, a tremendous opportunity when you when you've got people there. I mean, there's there's a huge difference. Um, to give you an idea on some of the statistics from our our 
perfect vision dinner strategy when we know that when when people walk out the door that 99.9 percent of the people who walk out the door with an envelope never return never give after that mm -hmm. so that night is just so important because everything comes to a head there's that synergy that people are excited they're there and that momentum's there and so i'm just i'm concerned for you, I mean, you know, honestly, it's it's your call and the committee's call. But I just, you know, I think you're you're missing a great opportunity that's that's out there. Right. Um, and and the struggle that and the challenge you may have is that you know, you you would get people excited about things, and then on the back end, you'd only get a fraction of the amount, and then then it's really left, you know, where where if you had a one point five or two million dollar improvement, and then you send a letter on the back end or an email on the back end and get twenty five thousand or fifty thousand dollars um you know then then you're like oh boy what do we do now so um yeah it's a missed missed uh, potentially a missed opportunity i i would say at least consider that put that out there uh mm -hmm. for people and but if you are going to do it if you say okay I, I agree i would do everything you can to put it out there in advance you you definitely don't want it to be a bait and switch and you definitely want to prepare people you you, you want them to come with their hearts prepared um mm -hmm. but you know we, but i would do it just in you know the be prepared to hear about an opportunity for you to help us as we you know leave a, leave a legacy. legacy yeah. yeah, we want to leave yeah. a living legacy um, for this person. Yeah. Um, come prepared to help us make that happen. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But I think you know it may be just a mindset issue that you just have to kind of get get beyond the. Mm -hmm. um, you know that that well we don't let's not muddy up or let's not bring up this topic in there because if if you do indeed want to accomplish this i think this is the way to to do it take advantage of that opportunity that you've got being right there with people in that momentum mm -hmm. yes and i think that's what's gotten me excited about this event is just the possibilities of yeah. really connecting yeah with yeah. years yeah. and years of uh, alumni and families and donors and right i want to maximize this time to to yeah. try yeah to um you know, to, to honor him in a way that we can continue his legacy here yeah. at, yeah. at well, Like I said, I, you know, in the very beginning, I, I give you a lot of credit for, you know, wanting to maximize that opportunity because it, it, mm -hmm. it definitely is out there for you. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for your call and uh, hope that that was helpful for you. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your insights and, and your leadership um, in this important area. Well, Heather, don't let it end here. Um, if if you, you've got follow-up or other things, if after you've had a chance to process through this a little bit, uh, definitely, you know, just reach out and, and we'll, uh, we'll be happy to give you some additional input. Thank you so much. Sure. Thanks, Heather. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I, you know, I have to say, I, I, once again, I, I do appreciate so much her development eyes and yeah. her looking to the future and to seeing just the potential mm -hmm. and the possibilities out there. Um, I think if I had to take a step back and say, you know, what are some things I would do a little bit differently? Uh, I would say that this is, she, she probably waited a little bit too long now. It, it's hard to say, um, you know, when she, when she got this idea about doing this, but boy, it's hard to pull something off in uh, really in, in less than two months. Yeah. Well, I kind of got the impression that she was a little scared to ask for money 
at this event? Like, well, you know, it's I don't it's that's hard to say on that one um, exactly where she was at. I, I, I did hear her say that the rest of the board uh, or people on the committee, I, guess, I think is what she said, yeah. was was concerned about that, mm-hmm. and and so there there you know there, there definitely was a concern about maybe bringing up that subject of of money at a celebration. Right. Uh, I personally. I don't. I don't see that as as being a problem. I think it really boils down to the approach of: Are you looking at this as a fundraiser, or are you looking at this as a way to leave a legacy? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, a development, right? Yeah, from the development aspect, exactly. It's like imagine if you know you had a patriarch of your family uh, who was invested in the mission field, and he passed away, right? You know, and you had all these people come to honor him for his life and his service to the mission field. And, you know, the natural thing to do would be, hey, let's invest in what he put his life into. Let's take what he wanted to do and take it to another level. What a better way to honor that individual, you know, in passing by setting up a legacy, you know, and gathering people together and giving them the opportunity to participate in building upon his vision. Yeah, right. You know, I think the issue uh, here is, is the purpose of the event to celebrate, right? and that's it, mm-hmm. just, uh, just a rah-rah rally. Kind of pep rally or yeah, something, yeah, it, yeah, right. Is right, the right. purpose of this event a pep rally yeah. that's just basically, let's just talk about how great of a person the guy yeah. is, or can we make the event into, let's celebrate what he did, yeah and build off of his legacy, how can we bring right, it to the next right. level? Yeah, well, I think the issue that, that this comes down to is they're separating a celebration and, and an appeal. And frankly, I think asking for money to have a living legacy is the best way to celebrate. Hmm. So I think they are really looking at these as two different things. One as being very, um, uh, one being honoring and one being not honoring. And I, I think asking people to give to further his legacy is is just as honoring right. as sending around a book and asking him to sign and right. and writing little notes about the impact that he made on their lives. Right. I, that that to me is is just as just as important as doing that. Yeah. Well Jim, I think we're out of time for this episode. Yeah. Uh, it was very valuable and helpful. These Q and A's are some I, I think I think these are some of the best conversations. I love questions like these. Yeah. So and I would love to answer some more questions. So if you're out there and you're a nonprofit leader and you have a question, just write it in the comments on uh, YouTube or in Spotify or wherever you can. Uh, you can also reach out to us on social media. We're available on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. You can just search for Fundraising Masterminds. Uh, we also have some coaching courses on yeah. uh, our website. You can check that out at fundraisingmasterminds.net. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe because we have lots of new episodes coming out. We release a new episode every single week for nonprofit leaders just like you. And we would love to be able to answer any questions and help you along your development journey. Don't forget to click the bell and be reminded um, when the next video comes out. And be sure to comment and make sure that you share this video with Mm -hmm. some of your friends and colleagues. If this benefited you, chances are it's gonna benefit some of your friends and colleagues as well too. So please share this with others. That's how we get the message out to other people. Yep. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for this episode and we'll see you next time.